Welcome to this episode of the RPG Show. Uh, it's just going to be me today. Um, Brent still doesn't have internet. Don't know when he's getting it. Apparently they have to wire his house or the shed or wherever the hell he's living at. And he was supposed to call him back last I heard and he hasn't. And he might have to pay for it, so who knows. <laughs> um, but today... I guess I'm just going to talk about Legend of Dragoon a little bit, um, and then we got some questions from Discord, so we'll talk about those and answer them to the best of my ability, and some of them I won't answer because I don't want to be a cuntbag, which is surprising I know, but it is what it is. So uh, in case you haven't heard, we're not doing Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Probably not doing Dream Drop Distance, probably not doing 0.5, whatever. Um, and that's probably because we are Kingdom Hearts out. I don't know if we are still doing Kingdom Hearts 3. We might. I have to talk to Brent about that. Um, sorry in advance if I sound bad. Uh, I'm not doing any audio work on this after I record it, and I'm also sick. So, I guess just deal with it. Um, so yeah. Uh, the Legend of Dragoon. Uh, it's a PS1 game, and I know a lot of people have been requesting that we play it for a while, namely Josh. Um, there's somebody else, but I can't remember who, so sorry. I just know Josh was the biggest proponent of this. And it's something I've been meaning to play myself for a while, uh, to kind of revisit it. Um, when I first played it, it was actually supposed to be my little brother Ryan's birthday uh, gift or I guess it was uh, but we were at like the PX in Italy they had this uh, electronics little section thing, I can't remember what it was called but he was looking for a birthday present to pick out and I talked him into buying or getting Legend of Dragoon I think I played it the most uh, my other brother Brandon probably played it the second most and I don't think Ryan played it very much. I don't think he liked it very much, but I can't remember. Um, go, going back to it now, the graphics, I think at the time, I thought they were pretty good. They were kind of on par, in a sense, with Final Fantasy VIII. They were going for that same style. Fly, fucking get down. Jesus Christ. Um, playing it on a big TV now, it's a little bit jarring when things are far away they get super pixelated and uh, but when they kinda do a close-up on stuff like if you're doing a special attack uh, or you're going in for a regular attack occasionally you'll it'll zoom in and you'll see both yourself and the enemy a lot better and that's just in combat on the overworld um, the graphics are kinda hit or miss um, depending on what you're looking at. They do a lot of, I guess, hand-drawn uh, backgrounds to everything. So those are nice to look at. And they are, they can be pretty detailed. They're not, they don't suffer from the pixelation that the characters do. Uh, the character models. Um, speaking of combat, the way that this game plays is a lot different than many other RPGs. You still have your basic stats, like uh, HP, mana, strength, uh, defense, magic defense, magic attack, speed. However, the, where this game kind of separates itself is it has an, a system called additions, which is where you go to make a physical attack with your characters and you have to do rhythmic button presses to successfully complete the attack. And it's kind of like Super Mario RPG, where it's got that whole timing aspect. Um, however, they try to help you out by doing this blue square thing that kind of goes from the corner of the screen inwards. And when it makes a square, you're supposed to hit the uh, appropriate button to com com complete the attack chain and kind of move on to the next part. What kind of fucks you up a little bit is some enemies can counterattack, and the blue square will turn into a red square, and the screen will kind of... Uh, I don't know, it, like shakes a little bit and it makes a different sound effect 
And if you successfully do the counter, um, this the game will pause for, I don't know, it feels like a one and a half, two seconds, which throws off your rhythm. If it's something you've been used to with a certain uh, attack chain, um, so that'll kind of fuck you up too. But essentially, if you fuck up the counterattack, the enemy, and you you stop your uh, attack chain, and you get hit, and that's it. But if any time you fuck up the attack chain anyway, it stops, and you don't complete the addition. Um, there are some weird things that this game does in that most RPGs you have magic that you can use with a lot of characters. In this one, it's tied to your dragoon form, um, and every character gets a dragoon uh, stone, and they call it a dragoon spirit. And those allow you to transform in battle to a like a enhanced form. Kind of reminds me of like magical girls from anime, like uh, Sailor Moon and uh, like Heartcaptor Sakura, and all that kind of shit. Because your characters will do this, uh, like, transformation animation, which you can disable in the options if you don't want to look at it anymore. But uh, the girls will make it look like they're magical girls, and I guess the boys make it look like they're magical boys. But it's kind of it's kind of weird, but I, th I think it's cool at the same time. Uh, as for how it affects combat, um, it, it changes your character's uh, physical attacks to elemental-based based on their elements. And it changes the addition system to this weird, like, circle pressing thing where you have uh, a line at the top of a circle and a spinning spark that goes around the outside. And you have to hit uh, the button before, or it's supposed to be right when it gets to that kind of line, but you have to hit it a little bit earlier to get it to actually work right. And it starts off kind of slow, then it speeds up every time you, you uh, do it successfully. And if you do it all five times, it's perfect, and you do the full uh, physical attack chain. If not, you just do the attacks up to how many you successfully did. When you're in Dragoon form, you only have uh, two options, I believe. You've got uh, attacking and using magic. Uh, there might be something else you, you might be able to defend, I can't really remember. Right now, I haven't played it in like a week. And I don't really use Dragoon form anyway. Um, but each character, when they turn into Dragoon form, they get four spells. Uh, you get like your basic uh, first level spell, uh, second level spell, third level spell, then like your ultimate spell, which is you summon the dragon spirit that you're taking after, and they kind of do a big attack on the enemies. Um, not only does your character level up, but the Dragoon form can level up as well, and you do that by successfully using the additions in combat. Uh, your characters don't get any SP, which is like spirit points, which is your experience for the Dragoon forms until you actually get your Dragoon spirit for that character. Um, and each addition will give different amounts of spirit points, and they will do different um, uh, damage if you successfully complete the edition and all kinds of stuff. So you have to kind of balance what editions you are good at, what editions you want to get better at, and what editions are actually better for where you are in the game. Like if you need to use an edition that gives you more spirit points because you want to transform into your Dragoon form quicker, you want to use that. If you don't really care about that, you want to go for the edition that does more damage. Um, every character has an edition except for the light uh, characters. It's Shauna, and then later on in the game you get Miranda. Uh, they just use a bow and arrow and they just plink the enemy for damage one time and that's it. They get a, a fixed amount of SP every time. Uh, so I don't like using them because they're kind of boring. Uh, they're really fucking weak and their magic is just healing magic which I don't find you need too much especially because uh, when you're in your human form you can attack, defend, use items, uh, transform into your dragoon form and run away. If all three of your characters have access to Dragoon form and they have their spirit bars full, you can use special, which transforms everybody into Dragoon form. And it, whoever you used, whatever character you used it with, they get a kind of elemental bonus to the field, where it, uh, I think it does double elemental damage for their type. So if you use a spell or you attack with them, their damage gets boosted. So um, you can kind of work this into your strategy depending on what enemies you face. 
uh, because elements kind of play a big role in this game. Um, your characters each possess an element, and they do half damage to the matching element and uh, double damage to the opposing element. Uh, this is applies twofold to the enemy. So if you're fighting, if your dart is fire, if you're fighting water enemies and you use a fire attack on them, they'll do double damage, but they will also do double damage to him uh, when they're using their water uh, attacks. The only characters that don't have an opposite, uh, I think, is Hashel, because he's got uh, Thunder, and Thunder doesn't have an opposite. And then later on in the game, one of your characters uh, becomes non-elemental when they're in their dragon form, uh, dragoon form. And so they don't have, obviously, an opposite for that as well. Now, that only really affects Hashel when he's fighting Thunder enemies, because you do half damage to those. So it's kind of... The trade-off, you can use him against the thunder enemies because they'll do half damage to him, but he won't do as much damage as to the, uh, to the enemies either. So you kind of kind of have to figure out what the hell you want to do. Um, one thing that sucks about the item system in this game is that you only have 32 slots in your consumables, and that fills up pretty fucking quick. Um, whereas your your Equipment inventory has like 255 slots, and that's not as big of a deal because the consumable stuff is uh, you really only get your healing from them, and uh, depending on how good you are at the game, you want more healing items than you want attack items. And attack items are just pretty much spells you can cast anytime. There's one for each element, you throw it, there's you have to mash the X button to make it do more damage. Um, and there's one single target and one multi-target for, I think, every element type. I don't personally use them very much, but some people would. So I just try to sell them. Um, but another thing kind of going against the item system is that you can find these repeatable items. And the problem with those is you use it and it comes back at the end of the battle. However, you only have 32 slots in your inventory. And if you hold on to these things, it, I think there's like 9 or 10 of them. That's that leaves you with only 22 slots for shit that you might need, uh, like healing items and revives, or status cures, what have you. So that kind of sucks. Uh, but the thing that kind of alleviates some of the pain of healing uh, in this game is that when you defend, your character not only mitigates the damage they take, uh, but they, upon using defend, you restore one-tenth of your HP. Um, so there are some strategies you can use on weak monsters uh, by using some of the repeatable items. Like one of them is it makes the enemy not unable to act for three turns. So if you make sure there's only one enemy left, you use this item on the enemy, you have three turns of healing, essentially. Uh, there's also stuff you can do like a speed down, which reduces the enemy's speed by half, I think. So you can use that uh, along with the um, action blocking item and it'll make their turn come slower so you have more time to heal up your characters with defend. Um, so they kind of make it manageable in that aspect but overall I still think they could have done with letting you have a bigger item uh, inventory pool but whatever I guess it's the, it's how they did strategy with what they were doing. Um, in regards to the plot um, there's pretty much four chapters that the game is broken down into. There's the first chapter which is the war second chapter which I call the chase the third chapter uh, I haven't gotten there yet I've just got to it and I can't remember exactly what it is um, it's probably like learning the truth about what's going on in the world and then the last chapter is saving the world um, and it's because essentially the first chapter you're trying to stop a war and the second chapter you're trying to recover some uh, precious heirloom uh, that the enemies are going to be using to destroy the world kind of thing. Uh, third chapter, you learn exactly what the hell's going on, like what the plans are for the big bad, and then the fourth is you gotta stop the big bad kind of thing. Uh, and that's just off memory, like I said, I haven't uh, played this in a long time, and I just got the chapter three. Um, but I think overall the story's okay. Um, Brent told me he doesn't like the dialogue, <laughs> but I really haven't noticed anything wrong with the dialogue. I guess I'm really forgiving with stuff. Um, I guess you already know that. Um, as for sound effects and music, there's a lot of catchy, rocky 
type things with the combat songs and a whole lot of like soft serene uh, background music when you're in certain locations. Uh, I think overall the music's pretty good, but we'll get more to that when we do the actual review. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. If anybody wants to play along with us, uh, I'm at about 20 hours when I'm getting into chapter 3. That could have been reduced a lot, but I tried grinding some enemies for an hour or two, or maybe it's three hours, I don't know. Like, there's rare spawn enemies that have a rare item drop called the Bandit's Ring that give your male characters 20 speed. It's very important for certain ones because they are slow as shit. Uh, but yeah, like I think item drops in this game, if they're talking about equipment, is like 2%, and then you're adding on that, this rare spawn of this guy, who doesn't fucking show up at all. So yeah, I wasted three hours for no fucking reason. I decided, fuck it, I'm on a time limit, I'm not gonna waste my time with that shit. Uh, so, kinda carried on, but, um, as it stands, if I would recommend this game to people, to play, um, if you're looking for, like, kind of a... I don't know, a traditional JRPG with its own kind of spin on the genre. I understand a lot of people will probably be thrown off by the graphics, but if you kind of push through that, I think you'll find a game you'll enjoy. Uh, like I said, we'll get into this more when we do the actual review. Um, so yeah, there's that. There's the kind of bullshit meat Legend of Dragoon thing. Apparently I, I suck at this, but whatever. So I guess we'll do uh, question time. Um, not many people ask questions, which doesn't surprise me. Um, but I'll just kind of go down the list in the order they were asked, and I guess do my best to answer them. So first one is from Josh, Watch Josh fourteen. He wants to know what would I do without Brent and his micromanagement. Um, well, I probably wouldn't be doing the show because. Uh, this is mostly the Brent show, and I tag along because he does everything. Uh, like, he hosts the server, he uh, pretty much gets all the notes together. Uh, aside from choosing a game every so often, I just kind of show up. I play the game, I show up, and talk about it. Uh, I don't do I do not do any note-taking. <laughs> I didn't write any notes for this, so I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my pants, which is how I do most things in life. So, yeah. If, uh, without Brent, this show probably wouldn't be happening. So, next question. If you could rebrand and rename the show, would you? Um, probably not, because I, uh, it was my idea to call the show the RPG show. It was supposed to be revisiting past games, and the tagline was supposed to be like, so you don't have to or something. But obviously we never used that. So, if we were to rebrand it, I don't know, I have no idea what the hell I would call it. Um, yeah, I'm not really good at that. I mean, as you can tell, I literally, we were talking about RPG sh games, and I named, I, my idea was RPG show. It's not, <laughs> I don't know, uh, I don't know what the hell you expect from me, but that's what you get. Um, seriously though, if you could do a sideshow like Brent did, where he discussed his feelings, what would you do? I, I'm kind of upset I missed the sideshow. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Brent did a sideshow to discuss his feelings. I know he was doing something with World of Warcraft for a while, and we were doing the uh, role playing, like the D and D thing, for a while. Uh, I'm not. I have to find. I'm have. I have to ask Brent about this sideshow thing where he talked about his feelings, because I kind of. I don't. Know, I guess I'm curious about what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, if I could do a sideshow. I probably wouldn't because I'm lazy. <laughs> um, like even doing this is a struggle for me because I don't know what the fuck to talk about. Um, I guess I could talk about. Uh, I don't know, giant robots, like Gundam and shit, and I don't know, Mech Warrior. And Hawkin, I don't know. I love giant robots and shit. Um, I don't know. Yeah, fuck it. Next question. Uh, oh, that was continued. A musical discussion. A how-to on t uh, a how-to on how to dismember annoying neighbors. Oh, 
Well, I mean, I guess I could do musical discussion. I don't. It'd be kind of boring. <laughs> but yes, I like this because it's got nice beats and it's fast. And I like the musical instruments they chose, which I don't know what they are, uh, unless they're guitar, violin, piano, bass, cello. I don't know. I don't really don't really know much about music, like theory and whatever. And as to uh, this member annoying neighbors, I don't know if you really need a how-to for that. It seems pretty simple to me. Uh, uh, not that I, not speaking from experience, but I would assume you just cut the like you get a hacksaw and you cut the cut their joints off. I don't like you cut them at, at the wrist, the elbow, shoulder. Maybe I don't know. Like those seem like the easiest place to remove body parts because they're not actually like it's not bone. I guess I don't know. I never took anatomy in school either, so I'm not quite sure. But as far as I am aware, it's all cartilage. But who knows? Uh, next question comes from Blaine J. What would it take to get Glenn back on board? I don't know. That's probably a question best posed to Glenn. I don't know why he left. I know all I know is Brent came, said one day Glenn's not on the show anymore. He didn't want to do it. I don't so I don't know any details really. I assume it's because we were playing games he doesn't like. Like he likes more isometric Western RPGs and games in general, and Brent and I prefer JRPGs. And he might have been a little butt hurt that I didn't like. Uh, that one game that Troika made, fucking Ar Arcanum. Uh, that's because it was I couldn't fucking play it, but whatever. Um, I mean, I guess to get him back, we'd probably have to. I don't know, let him play games he wanted to play, and then we play games we want to play, and then we kind of talk about what we played, maybe like a book club type thing. I don't even know. Well, that's, 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 I guess that's not how book clubs work because we'd all have to be playing the same game, which is what the fuck we're doing. But, I don't know, I, th I think he lacks commitment, and I'm not saying that I'm passionate about this, but he doesn't really follow through th with things, as far as I'm aware. Like, I don't really... My personal rela relationship with Glenn has essentially been, I would go to Brent's house, and he'd be there, and I'd like make a little conversation with him and then I'd ask him if he wanted to hang out and do something sometimes he'd say he'll think about it and that's it usually he'd be sitting on their couch on his laptop playing like civilization and shit uh, I guess he just hung out there fuck if I know I know we played the D&D with him for a little bit I guess he's kinda interested in that I don't know I guess I tried to extend a hand of friendship he really didn't grasp it and so I just kind of said whatever fuck it not like I really wanted to hang out with him too much anyway because he doesn't seem like a very interesting person but I don't know I don't like most people so take that as as you will um now the next part of the question talk a bit about your game collection I know you have a bunch of stuff just not sure exactly what maybe make a short list of non-RPG games and talk about them Okay. Uh, well, my game collection is mostly RPGs. I've been buying a lot of stuff from Limited Run for like the last two years, ever since I knew about them, and then also could afford to buy them. Uh, probably not the best thing for me to be doing with my money, but then again, uh, spending money in general is not the best thing to be doing with your money, when you could be saving it and putting it into investing in shit to make more money or whatever. Uh... I guess we all have our vices, and this is mine, wasting money on video games. Um, but essentially I have every RPG, uh, pretty much, that was released, that's been released. I try to buy them all, even if I don't play them. Um, I try to buy a lot of collector's editions, because I've got problems. I don't know why I like, I guess I'm a sucker for that shit. Um... I don't really buy a lot of FPS's or third-person shooters or anything like that unless other people, I know other people are going to be playing them with me. Um, I do buy all the Resident Evil games though because they are fun. 
I don't really have many horror games. Uh, that's really it, besides, like, Dead Space. Um, I think I have Outlast or something. I don't know. I've never really played that either. Uh, yeah, so. Sorry, Blaine. It's not really a good, uh... <laughs> not really a good listing of my collection. I need, I've been meaning... I haven't fucking organized my collection at all. I've been meaning to. I'm one of those people that's like, ah... Uh, I need to organize everything by ABC order and take pictures and write it all down or put it in some kind of Excel spreadsheet or something so at least I know what I have. And I, every day I have a, every time I have a day off, I'm like, I need to do that today. But I don't, and I just start playing games instead. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess a short list of non RPG games to talk about them. But wait, what do you want, like recent ones? Old school ones? I don't know. Mischief Makers is a fun platformer that's on the 64. That's cool. Uh, I don't have that. I don't have a 64 anymore either. That's because Brandon took it to his friend's house and took a bunch of fucking games with him and just left them there one day. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, so I don't have any controllers. Half the fucking N64 games we have just gone. The N64 is gone. Memory card gone. I've got. I think Quest 64 still, Ogre Battle 64, maybe Zelda. Anything that was single player, I think I still have. But can't really play them. Gotta buy, gotta buy another 64 if I want to. I guess a lot of that stuff's on the Wii Switch. I don't know. Nintendo's virtual bullshit where they like to fucking have to remake you buy all your games every fucking three years because they shut down the online service when they get a new console out instead of keeping it for people to play on. I don't fucking know. They do some shady shit, but everybody does them. Whatever. You want to keep buying your $5 Nintendo games every fucking three years? You do you, I guess. Um. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know any other fucking non-RPG games to talk about right now, so... Maybe ask me later, Blaine. I don't fucking know. Um. He continues, sit on the microphone and softly fart. I think I'll I think I'll pass on that. I'm not really into that kind of stuff. So, moving on. Uh, that's me, aka Anderson. Says hashtag Team Brent. Okay. I agree with that. Much better host than I am. Uh, he asks, "Will we ever get to see take one of your sweet ass rave moves?" Uh, no. It is it was take two. I think because I didn't record take one. Like I thought I hit record and I didn't. So that was, I guess, take two is essentially take one. So, yeah, that's about it. Uh, how about an update on how killer your dance moves have become? Well, I have not worked on my rave moves since that video because it was, I was bored. I was, had nothing else to do. I wasn't, in, I guess, wasn't in the mood to play games. I had just probably gotten the webcam and I was fucking around with it. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, next person, Ctan85, would like to know: Will anyone else in the Discord ever play Yakuza Zero, or will we be stuck waiting to talk about it forever? Um, I'm sure Brent and I will play it. Maybe one day. I guess that's a non-RPG game. I don't know. Does it count as an RPG? I haven't really looked into it too much. Uh, as soon as I'm Nah, I'm not going to make any promises. Uh, I would like to get to playing Yakuza. I still have to uh, play most of my games, though. Um, and I'm trying to work on finishing some of the games I've already started. So, doing that. I'm also being a retard and starting up games where, whose servers are closing down soon. So I'm trying to get all the trophies in those. So I haven't, that's why I haven't played Legend of Dragoon in like a week. I'm playing Orc, Orcs Must Die Unchained. Because that server's going down April 8th or 9th, something like that. And apparently it's a pain in the ass. There's like one trophy that we have to spend 200 million coin, and you only on average earn like maybe 30,000 coin in a match. It takes about 10 minutes, but there are grind things that people have figured out. You can get like 300,000 coin in a match, and I don't know how you spend all of that because you have a trap limit and shit, but I guess. I'll watch the video and figure that out. 
Um, another question from Lane. Maybe try and explain why having a high PlayStation score is important slash how it is you can platinum garbage ass games. Okay. Well, having a high PlayStation score is not important. It just feeds into my, I guess, completionist outlook on things. Like when I used to play RPGs, uh, I'd look up a walkthrough just to get like item locations and make sure I got every item that you could get in a single playthrough, you know, get 100% on a, on a save file. Um, and I've kind of translated that into completing trophy lists. I guess it's because it's a visual thing for me to actually see and complete as opposed to made up requirements that I made, like I pose to myself. Um, like Nicole doesn't know why I do trophy hunting for PlayStation games. I mean, I did it achievement score hunting for Xbox 360 when I played that as well. So I guess it's just an ingrained part of my psyche that says there's a checklist of things I need to complete, I need to do them. And I know rationally it's nothing I have to kind of force myself to do, but I do it anyway. So I can't really explain it. It's just a, I guess, an innate need of mine. Um, so that is why I play garbage ass games for platinums. Like, uh, depends. I guess it's also it's also a form of subjecting myself to garbage, so that when I play things that are really good, I can appreciate them more. And Brent does something similar when he does uh, a lot of his movie watching. He'll watch shit like Monkey Shines, um, so that when he actually watches a good movie, he can appreciate the good movie more. Because there's that whole thing where you can't appreciate how happy you are unless you experience sadness every so often, I guess. So you have to take the good with the bad in order to kind of create that understanding. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's what I'm going with. Um, he continues, talk about your first RPG, or what got you into them. Um, I don't remember what my first RPG was. It might be... It might be Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. But the first one I remember playing, I think, is Breath of Fire. And I got into that because my dad had a friend uh, named Trinbin, I believe. Uh, when we were living in Montgomery... I don't remember it was Tennessee, it was Fort, Fort Clark's, Clarksville or some shit, I don't know, it's in Tennessee or Kentucky, I don't know, the army base, um, and this dude would bring over games for us to play, like he brought over Illusion of Gaia, Breath of Fire, um, and some other stuff, so I played those a lot, and then he also brought over his PlayStation when that came out, and uh, brought Wild Arms, and I played the hell out of that. Uh, and so I asked for it for my birthday, and that year I got Final Fantasy VII and Wild Arms uh, for my birthday, and I played those a lot. Um, but yeah, this guy, I don't know, like he went on field trips with me in school and shit, and we would talk about games. Like I remember asking him, uh, talking about Breath of Fire, like how, to, how he beat some bosses and what to do in certain areas, and uh, like I don't know how old I am at the time, I don't know, like six five, six, seven, maybe, and I couldn't, like, I was learning the language, you know, and I'm trying to read herb, or herb, I'm like, I asked him, I was like, how the fuck do you pronounce herb or herb, he's like, I, you can say whatever you want, I guess, and so, I guess, I guess you can, I've never heard anything otherwise, I guess it depends on who you're talking to, because you can, I think there's like British pronunciation and American pronunciation, and one of the other is herb, one of them's herb, but I think I just typically say herb whenever everybody does things differently. Um, he also wants to know what's your most hated RPGs and why? I don't know that I really hate any. Um, I mean we've played that really shit, we've played some shitty ones for the show. The fuck, Monster Seed was one it sucked a lot. But I wouldn't say I hated it. 
because it, for what it lacked, it did give me an appreciation, like I said, for things that I do enjoy. Um, like, there might be systems I dislike in games. Oh, I know one that I, I do hate, Final Fantasy VIII, because that one fucks, fucking sucks dick. I don't care who you are. That game is garbage. Like, it's... It's unplayable. I don't understand how people... I mean, I understand how people like it and play it and shit, but it's not, it's not for me. It's not... Whatever. If we ever play it for the show, I'll get into my gripes about it then, but it's... I highly doubt it ever will, but... I don't know. I like I like I think I like up until you finish the seat exam or something and you gotta leave the the gardens or where the fuck you come from. Like everything going up to fighting Ifrit, I think, and doing that island uh, where you're with that fucking guy who has he fights with his fists and kicks and shit. The things like Zell or something. Um, you gotta like outrun that. That's I think it's all part of the series game. You gotta outrun that fucking robot thing, and you have to not get into any fights with it or something. I don't know to get the max score, whatever. I kind of like that part. Um, but the whole like having to—I guess you don't have to. But I again, I feel compelled to every time you fight an enemy and they have new magic, you gotta draw the shit out to max stat, uh, max stacks of each spell, and then junction it on your GFs or whatever the fuck. To increase your stats and level up the GFs to learn new abilities and skills or something to make your I don't know I don't really remember I try to block the shit out I'd much rather play anything else than that game. Um, Mentheon wants to know don't know when you are gonna record there but most anticipated game for 2019. Um, I haven't really looked into the far future but as for immediate I'm really kind of hyped for Anthem. Um, and that's because it's you're gonna be, you you have a choice of four of these like mech suits and you go around blowing shit up and uh, I'm all about mech suits and blowing shit up and the only thing I dislike about it is that it's made for multiplayer you know like the whole Destiny thing I guess it's gonna be compared a lot to Destiny a lot. Um, I don't think it looks like it plays anything like Destiny. I think it just shares the whole you go in with a group of people and complete a mission thing. What I've heard it's that it has over Destiny is that it's got matchmaking for every mission. Uh, so you're not forced to go and play something solo. If you don't have any friends, you can hop into a game and matchmake with people and they will join you and you can actually do shit the way it was intended to be done. Um, so that's fucking sweet. You also don't have to make a new character if you want to play a different class because you unlock all four of the javelins, which are the mech suits, as you play the game and level up your character. And you can have a bunch of different loadouts that you can switch to on the fly uh, for each of your javelins. So if you have one that you use for team play and you get put into a team with a bunch of people, you can swap to that. If you have one that you just want to use when you're playing solo, you can do that too, if that's what you want to do. And you can do that for all four of the javelins, which is pretty neat. Uh, they've also got like Warframe level of customization for the javelins. Like you can change uh, the material type, the color of a lot of individual parts. You can swap out individual parts. You can change the look of it. Uh, so I'm not really into customization too much, but that is pretty neat for people that are. Because um, I, I generally find in most games that you have customization, it's like. You customize your character, and then your character wears, wears a bunch of fucking armor and shit, so you can't see your, you don't even see your character's face or nothing anyway. So it's like, what the fuck's the point? Uh, but I don't know. Apparently, people, some people spend like 24 plus hours, like fine tuning the look, the character's faces and shit, and then they never get to see it. So if that's what you do and you have fun with that, then whatever, whatever floats your fucking boat. Um, other than that, I'm really hyped about Resident Evil 2, um, so that'll be out in uh time of this recording on the 25th, I think? What was that, a Friday? This coming Friday, so it's like six days. Uh, I didn't play the one-shot demo, but I watched other people play it, because it's, it's fucking all the same. Like, I watched some speedruns, people doing it in like three minutes and stuff. Um, looks pretty good. I've been kind of subtly hyped about it ever since they showed like gameplay with dudes with shotguns like blowing zombies 
apart and you see the rib cage exposed and it blown up ahead and seeing like fucking gristle and stuff sticking to the skull and they're walking around and it looks really visceral and gory and that looks fucking sweet to me so um, I'll have to about that. Um, I played the original a lot. I was like 9 or 10 when it came out. I don't really remember and I didn't have the grasp of like resource management or the realization that when you've done A uh, side and you do B side with the other character that any um, like resources you may have left behind can be picked up by that character because I'm the first character I just picked up fucking everything that I could find like all the ammo, all the herbs, everything so when you hop over to the B route with the other character and you go to the same location that the other character was in there ain't shit so I think I got stuck a lot because I didn't leave anything behind for the other character to use uh, but I did beat, I think, Route A with Leon and Claire. Mostly Leon. I think I did it with Claire one time. I don't really remember. It's been a long time. So uh, I kind of look forward to doing the actual game right this time. Um, Menthian also asks, Are there any? is there any game you want to review more than the others? Um, I guess I hope he's not talking about like 2019 stuff because... I'm not really going to get into that, because I, like I said, I haven't really fucking paid much attention, but um, I think I did, the game I really wanted to review was Valkyrie Profile, and we did that. Um, for something else coming up, I kind of really want to do Super Mario RPG. Um, I don't know that we'll get to that. That was on the plan for this last year, but that, as, as everybody knows, it kind of fell through. We're doing whatever we want now, and I think I picked Legend of Dragoon, so it's Brent's turn to pick something next. I don't know what he's going to pick. Maybe I'll change my mind about Super Mario RPG and want to play something else. But uh, as of right now, that is what I would like to play and review most. Um, so yeah. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. He also asks, would you like to play a non-RPG and review for the show? I'd be down to do that. I don't know that Brent would? I don't really know. It's something I guess I'd have to ask him, and it also depends on what game we would play. Like, he did God of War with Cujo, which I don't really consider to be an RPG. I haven't played it. I haven't listened to the review, because I'm a piece of shit like that. But I guess it was RPG enough. Um, I guess he's also been playing a little Assassin's Creed Origins. Apparently that's RPG-ish. Maybe we can do that. But I guess that doesn't really fill, fulfill the criteria you're asking for, Menth. Um, I think the only thing we could review in our style would be an adventure game, like an action adventure. Um, because a fighting game we couldn't do, it'd be, it'd be a really short review. <laughs> a racing game, very similar, maybe an FPS, because you have some gameplay depth to that, like you have campaigns usually. Um, I don't know, maybe I can convince him to get Resident Evil 2, we'll review that or something. Who knows? I know he probably won't get Anthem. He's not into that. He, had, like him, Glenn, and another friend of ours, Daniel, all were playing Destiny when it came out. And I don't know if I've told the story on here yet, but fuck it, whatever. Uh, they all wanted me to get a PS4 to play with them, and so I did. And I ended up not playing with them at all. Like I played once or twice, but they all ended up dropping the game. And. We had like different working hours or something at the time, and I think I was, I can't remember if I was in school or not, but essentially when I was able to play, they weren't, so we just never hooked up. So as much as, as I would like to play Anthem with him, that probably won't happen either. Um, yep, yeah, alright, next question. Uh, oh, he continues, my bad, man. Uh, would you like to play any non-RPG review of the show? One that you just love that much? I... The only one that I think of at the top of my head that I really like a lot would be like Diddy Kong Racing. And I would be totally down to review that because that's a fucking awesome party racing game. I think it's much better than like Crash Team Racing and Mario Kart. It's... I don't know, I've, I've, I used to clear the the, sa the cart or the save or whatever on the 64 version and start over and unlock all the characters and do all the time trials over and over again a lot. Um, it's a really fun game in my opinion. There's a 3D version that I also did, a 3DS version that I did the same thing on. I completely 
unlocked everything in that, uh, I don't know, within like a week of getting the game. So, I mean, I'd be fine to talk about that. Again, not much to talk about, I guess, really, just whatever. Like, there's each each of the racers has different stats, there's all kinds of different uh, pickups you can get, the tracks are themed very differently, and there's different ways to win the races, there's three different vehicles, I think I did the three different vehicles first, like uh, air, water, uh, cart, like even before like Sonic Team Racing or whatever the fuck it was, whatever the new one is, I, I think Mario Kart started doing that shit, but I can't remember, uh, I don't know if Crash Team Racing did it, but I'm pretty sure Diddy Kong Racing was the first one to do something like that, so props to them. Um, and the last questions I have are going to be coming from Josh again. He wants to know which guest have you liked the most and who did you want to asphyxiate with a pillow? Um, I think I would probably say I like having uh, Alex or Skithix on the show because he generally seems excited to talk about whatever we're talking about. Um, he definitely isn't afraid to give his input, which I appreciate a lot. A lot of people we've had on the show uh, kind of felt like they sat back and waited for Brent or I to say something, and he generally uh, puts, forth to, puts forth his opinion without having to be asked to, which is cool. Um, as for the person I disliked, like, I don't, I don't want to suffocate somebody, so let's just kind of take a step back from that, but, uh, we only had him on the show once, I'm not going to name names, but he felt like he was trying to be center of attention, and he thinks he's funnier than he is, um, and I guess we have polar opposite personalities, because he is really extroverted and talky, at least, I don't really know him, like, I've only interacted with him twice. That's how I, I see it, and I'm pretty reserved. Uh, and I don't really like when people start talking out their ass, or act like they know something when they clearly don't. But whatever. I I hope he's doing well with the stuff that he does, and that he's successful. And if he has a, a big audience, then obviously that works for him, and that's great. It's just not my cup of tea. Um, Josh also asks, tell us what your what your state of gaming is today. How you feel about the soul of the industry we all love or hate so much now. Um, I guess it really depends on where you're looking. Um, there's definitely a lot of, at least with the big name companies I feel, trying to gut the core experience out of games and milk consumers for every like penny they have. Um, but there are still a lot of companies that are sticking to their guns and sticking to the old school ways of giving a fulfilling experience to the consumer with their product, and then and that's it. Like you get you give they give the product and then they walk away from it, uh, as opposed to these other people who give half of a product and then present to you different ways that they can get more money out of you to give you the product that you're supposed to have initially. Um, and what I mean by that is like people that do like lots of micro microtransaction heavy stuff or uh, pull out the uh, content from the game and release it separately as a DLC later or even people that have uh, DLC day one uh, that whether it's substantial or not should have been included in the game in the first place um, and even it kind of bothers me that they sell cosmetic only stuff, when that stuff used to be free in games before, like costumes, um, or like different skins for weapons, or like, even selling consumables for some fucking reason. Like, why are you doing this? You're just money grubbing. And a lot of, I think Namco does that a lot with their Tales of series. I know Nis America, or maybe just Nis in general, I guess, uh, does a lot of with their, uh, their properties. You can go onto the PlayStation Store for their games. And you can buy like level boosters, uh, money, currency boosts. Um, like you buy characters for five bucks and shit. It's like what the fuck? Just give them to me. Give me the character in the game to like do something to unlock them. With like what the fuck? I think like the first is Gaia. Uh, you just you had to get to uh, these after 
like post game dungeon things. I think I can't remember what they're called, but they're like trials maybe. And you clear a bunch of them, you get secret characters for doing that, and that that's cool. But then nowadays you get shit like you have to go onto the store and spend five bucks to unlock a character that you would have unlocked in the game before, and that's it just rubs in the wrong way because you're denying people content for, because you're trying to milk them for money and whatever. I think there's actually somebody. I think it's Nis. There's a, a bundle you can buy on some game somewhere, and it's like a 200 plus dollar bundle to have all these extras unlocked in the game. And it's like, what the fuck? That's pretty obscene. And I know it's optional; you don't need to have it. But obviously, there was there's stuff missing from the game. Like this was intended to be in the game to have it be a complete package, and it's not. And you're trying to get money out of it. And there's, I guess there's a reason for it. I don't know how much money they make off of it. They must make enough to. you know, keep doing it over and over again because somebody's buying it, but it's still whatever. Um, so yeah, it's, I feel like almost the, the heart of the business has been ripped out and people are trying to just gouge as much of it, of whatever they can out of it while they can. And there are still some companies out there holding up the banner of being like, you know, this is the way it should be, and those are the people I think we should give our money to. But then again, I'm also kind of a hypocrite, because if it's an RPG, I'm going to buy it. It doesn't mean I'm going to buy their extra content bullshit, but... Eh, it is what it is. I guess, ultimately, you have to do some research, if you, if you really care that much, um, before you spend your money uh, on a certain company. Um, yeah, so... I guess that's all for me today. Uh, you can find us out on the web at therpgshow.com. Um, I don't know. Go listen to the end of another episode if you want to know all the rest of the shit, because I can't be asked to remember it, because Brent spouts it off every fucking time, and uh, I don't have to know it. So, I guess just deal with it. And until next time, bye everybody.